welcome back to the 49 Away Podcast. Jay Sahoda, Zach Chevy will be back next week and we will be previewing the draft then. But on this episode, I think everyone kind of knows what's up by now. Debo Samuel has, has requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. I will be breaking that whole situation down and giving my two cents worth as to what I think about Debo wanting out in San Francisco. I'm sure a lot of people have a ton of thoughts and opinions and are just as confused as I am. So I'll get to that and we'll go from there. And then next week, we will break down the draft and the NFL schedule will be dropping in a few weeks. That's something that I always like looking forward to. So we'll talk a bit about that as well. And of course, don't forget to give the 49 away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. What is up, faithful? And welcome back to the 49 away podcast. It's been a minute. I know it has not been much of an active March, April month. Um, My apologies for not putting a lot of content out on the gram either. Having said that, yes, there hasn't been a lot going on. Next week's the NFL draft. The NFL schedule will be dropped on May 12th. The NFL announced that yesterday, so we got a lot more stuff um, coming up starting next week. Of course, the Niners do not have a first-round draft pick, although, (laughs) I mean, although for now we don't have a first-round pick. I mean, who the... God knows what will transpire within the next two weeks, but obviously the reason why I am here doing this podcast in the first place, Chevy is not with us today. He will be back next week when we preview the draft. I guess you can kind of call this this episode an emergency pod, a, you know, a, a spontaneous pod. I don't even know. Whatever the hell you want to call it. I think everybody knows without me even addressing it right now, why I am even doing this episode right now. I have been trying all week, Faithful, all week. And there's a reason why I haven't done a write-up on Instagram about Debo Samuel. Because I've been trying. I've been trying, I've been trying, I've been trying. I've been trying to do a post for 48 hours straight. And I just could not write the right words to put on there. Because I just had too many thoughts going in my mind. So yes, let's address the elephant in the room. Debo Samuel, obviously we know his rookie contract ends at the end of next year, not even this season. Uh, Debo has now obviously completed three seasons in the NFL. Usually rookie contracts are about four years. Um, So Debo, of course, great rookie season. Second season was depleted with injuries. Had an outstanding third year last year, which we will get to. And now he's going into his fourth year, and of course, deservedly so, deserves to get after what he did this past season. Now, this week, we've heard a lot of rumbles over the last few weeks. So oh, the, the the contract of you know the contract talks between the Niners and Debo have halted. Oh, Debo Debo doesn't want to discuss the contract with John Lynch, and John Lynch says we want a deal done, and Debo's like I don't want a deal done, and then. Uh, Okay, there were some nervous times, I'm not going to lie, but I, me personally, always at heart, always knew. I'm like, nah, don't worry. Contract stuff always gets ugly. It happens. They'll find a way to get it done. It might take some time. There might be unhappy sides right now, but I had faith that things will get done. And then this week happens. Probably not just my worst nightmare, but millions of you had their worst nightmare on Wednesday afternoon. 
when we got the news from stupid Adam Schefter. I friggin' cannot stand that guy anymore, honestly. Just, Jesus. Like, he just he gets to come out and go, oh, Debo wants to go back home. And, oh, Debo doesn't want to be. Just, just shut up, man. I get it's your job, but I've had enough. I've seriously had enough. It's just, it's just too much at this point. Debo Samuel has apparently requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers for various reasons, of course. That's cool. I respect his privacy for whatever reason. Him, Lynch, Peters, Parag, whatever the hell, his agent, whatever they got to talk about and discuss, that's their business, not ours. Having said that, from what we do know, Debo obviously wants to get paid top wide receiver money. Debo Samuel does not want to be a wide receiver running back. Those are the two big things that are out right now. There might be other reasons. There may not be. There might just be clout. Who knows? But that's kind of all that we know right now. And for heaven's sakes, I'm pretty sure the rest of us Niner fans out there are lost as hell. And y'all are probably just as lost as I am because I'm lost as hell. And Wednesday, I was just put in an absolutely garbage mood. And mind you, I'm a Raptors fan too. And that was the same night Joel Embiid had to just put the cherry on top on on my Wednesday night. It was great. Absolutely great. But we've had better days, so it's all good. It happens. Shit happens. But never within the past eight, nine months or so, whatever you want to call it, would have I ever thought that I would be going into that we would be going into an off season with no Jimmy Garoppolo and potentially no Debo Samuel. Like it's I'm still trying to even like process it. The whole Jimmy thing, no. I've been I've had my mind set on the fact that he's been gone since the minute that NFC championship game ended. I dwelled on it, grieved it a little bit, and we move on. I'm all about Trey now. I'm looking forward to seeing number five get under center come September. I cannot wait to see the great things that he's going to do. So I'm expecting Jimmy to be gone at some point. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I know the shoulder put a whole situation there, but it happens, right? Jimmy going to go. It's going to happen. But Debo, Debo Samuel, a guy that is in, like I just mentioned, his Third season in the NFL. Not season six, not season eight, not season ten, season three. Debo Samuel is asking for a trade. Debo Samuel is young. The 49ers are a championship caliber team. And arguably, their most star-studded guy on offense. He was the engine last year. Now may not be there next year. There are so many different thoughts that come into my head when I first heard this. And there's a reason why I'm doing this pod instead of doing a write-up. And it kind of starts with this. Debo himself, yes, is so freaking important to this 49ers team and what we do. Notice how I said that. I said he's important to what we do. Kyle Shanahan is the is the mastermind but behind all of this, right? He's the dude on the sidelines calling the shots. He's the dude putting together these game plans. He's the dude, you know, putting all these pieces into 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 positions. 
to succeed. I'm sorry, when was the last time y'all have seen a left tackle go in motion like the way Trent Williams was in January of last year? When was the last time you've seen a left tackle? I mean, it happens fairly often than not. A left tackle trying to get a touchdown. Only a guy like Kyle Shanahan does stuff like that. Only a guy like Kyle Shanahan utilizes a fullback the way that we use Kyle Juszczyk. Running game, passing game, even emergency holder like he was in week 18. Versatility. That's the word that I like to use in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Versatility. We have a bunch of dudes that can do so many different goddamn things. That are so talented in so many different ways. That's what make that's what makes this offense so good, and that is why the 49ers traded up to get Trey Lance and having him start over Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, let's be real, after all the times that I praised the dude, he is not versatile. He is not versatile at all. He has a good arm, amazing leader, amazing leader, amazing person, amazing qualities, all that stuff. But Lord have mercy, he is not versatile. But Trey Lance, now he's versatile. He can run, he can pass, he can... Trey Lance could do all sorts of stuff. That's why we brought him in here. Now that leads me back to Debo. Debo is versatile. Debo runs. Debo passes. Debo catches. Debo was, an, was a pretty good wide receiver for his, his first three years. He was an incredible running back. And he was even a bit of a quarterback in week 18 against the Rams. Debo does it all. So that brings me to my point here. So Debo Samuel wants top wide receiver money. This is this is point number one here. Debo Samuel wants top wide receiver money. There is no question in my mind that Debo Samuel deserves a contract around 20 mil, 25 mil. No doubt in my mind. But don't get it twisted. Not because he's a top wide receiver in the NFL. I don't believe that. I do not believe that. Debo Samuel can be a top wide receiver in football. Top five wide receiver in football. Now I'm not going to lie. Stupid ass Trent Baalke kind of ruined everything and every, every, all the contract situation for everybody by giving Christian Kirk a massive contract for absolutely positively no reason whatsoever. So thanks a lot. Once again, Baalke screws, screws over the not, not only just the Niners, but everyone else. Amazing. But Debo deserves this contract because of his elite playmaking ability, not because he's a top wide receiver. Tyreek Hill got paid because he was catching bombs from Patrick Mahomes. Now he's not with Patrick Mahomes. It'll be very interesting to see how he does with Tua. Now I trust that that Tyreek Hill is going to do crazy things because me and a bunch of us Niner fans know who's going to be calling the shots. Mr. Mike McDaniel. And we all know as we've seen all the other coaches from the Shanahan tree, the, the McVay, the LaFleurs and all that, they're all successful. Wherever they are, they're all successful. Salah's still getting there, but he's a defensive-minded guy. Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel should, should get paid, but not top wide receiver money. He's not Devontae Adams. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's not Stephon Diggs. He can be. But if you're telling me in year three, what in the hell has Debo Samuel done to make me feel like, yes, he should be top wide receiver money like that? 
he should get paid, but he had one good season. Devontae Adams has been doing this for like seven straight years. Tyreek Hill has been doing this for six straight years. They deservedly got paid. Debo Samuel deservedly should get paid, but not top wide receiver money. Not top wide receiver money. Last year as a receiver, fantastic. He was great. Debo Samuel had 1,400 receiving yards. That's excellent. He had multiple 100-yard games. Excellent. But that's it. 2019, 802 yards. He was he was close to 1,000. He had a great rookie season. But we also had Emmanuel Sanders. We also had George Kittle. We had other dudes that were making plays. 2020 is a write-off. I'm not even going to go there. Absolute write-off. He had one outstanding game against the Rams, but everything else was just a complete write-off. I'm not saying we I'm not saying Debo Samuel doesn't necessarily deserve top wide receiver money because he can get there, but I don't see how he necessarily deserves that when he's had one great year as a receiver, but the 49ers got to the NFC Championship game after the fact that Debo Samuel became a versatile playmaker. That is when Kyle Shanahan took him and said, screw it, I'm taking Debo from a receiver to a running back. And the 49ers offense was unstoppable from week 10 onwards. Unstoppable. They needed to do something. The Niners were 3-5 and five, sitting in the dungeon of the NFC West and it was looking ugly as we all are well aware of that. But once Kyle Shanahan utilized Debo Samuel properly. They didn't look back. This offense took off and they did not look back. And they were inches away from playing in Super Bowl 55. Inches away from that. 56, sorry. Super Bowl 56. So close. But that was because Kyle Shanahan put his player in a position to succeed. Not that Debo Samuel wasn't succeeding before. He was, but this offense as a whole wasn't, you know, they just, they weren't getting enough done, but you saw it. We all saw it. Once Debo Samuel became a halfback, a wideback, whatever the hell you want to call it, this 49ers offense was disgusting. Nobody could find a way to stop him. They're like, is Debo going to run? Is Debo going to throw? Is is Debo going to get a catch? Is it like, it no longer became about Let's just get to Jimmy and try to sack him. Now you had to worry about different dimensions. So here's the thing. Debo doesn't want to be a wide back. Even though he embraced it, I get it. Debo is a good dude. He's all about the team. And he probably just sucked it up for the one year because he's like, shit, the team needs me more than anything. And he did. He sucked it up and look what happened. Like I just said, the Niners offense was unstoppable. Now, I understand Debo's perspective of not wanting to be a wide back because, yes, if you're going to be a running back, injuries are going to happen. Not everybody is my guy Frank Gore. A lot of these guys get injured a lot. Just ask Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. Three running backs that we all like to say are the top running backs in the NFL football. Maybe you even want to throw Dalvin Cook in there. He's a little injury prone sometimes too. So I, I, I totally get that with Debo. Debo's already kind of injury prone. I'm not going to lie. Even as a receiver, he already is kind of injury prone. Injury prone. 
As a running back, yeah, it's going to make things worse. And you saw it last year. He was battling an ankle injury. He was battling a, a, a foot injury, a knee injury. He had multiple injuries last season, and he played through them all. That's great. Longevity is another thing. As a receiver, you could play longer than you could as a running back. I totally understand all of that for Debo Samuel. But here's the thing. And this is the part that just, that just makes my mind spin. Because it makes no sense to me. Debo doesn't want to be a wide back because of potential injuries and how he's being used. I'm sorry, if I recall, everybody and their mama talks about Debo Samuel as being one of the most physical, aggressive players in football. Not as a running back, as a player, just as a player in the NFL. Everybody talks about Debo Samuel as being that smash mouth guy who is just going to, for God's sakes, he literally popped one of, the, one of the Atlanta Falcons defenders' mouth guard out his mouth. Was that as a running back? I don't even remember. Maybe it was as a running play. I don't even care. But my point is that Debo Samuel does that after the catch. Not necessarily as a running back. He plays that style of football as a receiver. I get it. If you're doing that as a receiver, you're not doing that all the time. But Debo Samuel is not playing running back 100% of the time. That's what we have Elijah Mitchell for. That's what we have Jermichael Hasty and Jeff Wilson for. And Kyle Juszczyk. Debo is like a running back 15% of the time. When we need a play. That's what it comes down to. When the Niners need a play. You get the ball in the hands of your playmaker. And that is what Kyle Shanahan did. That is what Debo Samuel did. And that's what the Niners did. He's not getting 10-15 carries a game. The, 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 the most attempts Debo has got in a game rushing the football was in the playoffs. 10 rushes against Dallas. 10 rushes against Green Bay. And why is that? Because you're in the playoffs. And like I just said, in the playoffs, you want to do what you can to win. You got to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. And Debo embraced it. Mind you, Elijah Mitchell also went off in that Cowboys game. I think he ran for like 100 yards. So that, that's the part that just I, I'm, I'm mind-boggled about. You don't want to be a wideback. You're upset at how you, of how you're used. But it doesn't matter. You're a physical player regardless. If, you, if you're a running back or a receiver, it doesn't matter. The minute you get the ball in your hands, you're trying to pop somebody. That's just the way Debo... That's the whole reason why we did the whole Debo... Like, all this stuff. That's why we call him Debo. Because he's a quote-unquote bully. You're not a bully if, if you're not trying to pop someone. That's the part that makes no sense to me. Is you don't want to be a wideback, but yet your style of play is just physical no matter what. So I don't know. Maybe there's a whole lot more behind the scenes that, again, we are not aware of, which is totally cool. But from a fan's point of view, I'm trying to connect all the dots here. And yes, again, like I just said, I, I see Debo's point of view. I get it. If you don't want to be used that way and that's not what you want to be long term, that's totally cool. That's up to you. But what I'm trying to say and what I'm guarantee what a whole lot, I guarantee you Shanahan's probably saying this too. It's like, but you, your, your style of play is physical anyways. So how does this make any sense? You play physical. That's what you do. So I don't understand that. I don't understand that. But that's my whole thing with that. And then and that brings me to, to my next point here about Kyle Shanahan. 
and I already, and I really, honestly, I already talked about it. Kyle Shanahan is so good at his job and so good at what he does because he gets the most out of his players. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, as a coach being a leader and giving, you know, the whole motivational stuff. Shanahan isn't really like that. Shanahan's not, you know, the guy with the rah-rah, you know, like like McVeigh. McVeigh's the guy that's going to get in the in front of a room and be like, we're going to go kick their ass. So, you know what I'm saying? He's the one you're going to fire up. Shanahan can be like that, but he's not really like that. He's more of like, no, just trust me, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put you guys in the right position to win. And everybody buys into it. Everybody buys. That's why so many guys have wanted to come to San Francisco in the first place. I don't know what the hell's going on this offseason. These guys are leaving left, right, and center. But that's why Kyle Shanahan is so good what he does. Debo Samuel, no question, is an unbelievable talent. If the Niners had never drafted him. He would probably be doing some great things wherever he is. But there is no way you can possibly tell me that in year three, Debo Samuel would be hyped up as one of the best players in the NFL. That's the way people were talking about Debo Samuel in January. Even in December and November, we were like, damn, Debo Samuel's a dog. Like, he's playing great right now. January, it was like, yo, Debo Samuel, like, the Niners would be nowhere without Debo Samuel. But why is that? Because Kyle Shanahan put him in that position to succeed. Kyle Shanahan gave him the rock. As a running back, as a receiver, he made sure of it. He's like, Debo is our best player. We got to put the ball in the hands of our best player. For heaven's sakes, we even do some jet sweeps with George George Kittle. But George Kittle's a tight end. So majority of his stuff is, is blocking. But for Debo, and in this offense, this is what you do. You have to be physical no matter what. You could be a receiver and you could be blocking all day. Or you could have the ball and do damage. Pick pick or choose. I totally understand what Debo is saying. I totally understand all of that stuff. Longevity, injuries, totally get that. But one, you were injury prone before. Two... It's not like you were lighting it up as a receiver beforehand. You had some really great games. And number three, like I just said, Kyle Shanahan put you in a position to succeed, and that is the real reason why you're in for a massive payday right now. Like it or not. Like it or not. And I'm entitled to my own opinion. People can agree, disagree with me. That's cool. But Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel is due for a massive payday, and all these teams are intrigued by him because of what word did I say at the, at the top of the episode? Versatility. Debo Samuel is one of the most versatile players in the game for what he does, how he plays. But that's the part again that makes no freaking sense. Is that's how he plays. You're telling me, what team else in the NFL plays as physical, as grueling, and wants to punch your opponent in the mouth on off, on offense. What offense else in the NFL does that better than the San Francisco 49ers? Not many. Not many teams do that. The Niners do that. Debo Samuel fits what we do perfectly. Again, I'm going to say it. I don't know the real reason behind this. 
Debo has said it explicitly. Only him and John Lynch and his agent and the Niners front office know the real reason behind this whole situation. That's cool. They're entitled to it. But Lord have mercy, this shit makes no freaking sense. No sense. Never in my life would have I thought that I'd be sitting here on April, late April, a week before the draft, talking about Debo Samuel potentially not being a 49er come September. Never would have that ever crossed my mind. I'm thinking Debo's going to be here for years to come. You know, he, he is, our, you know, we got Trey coming in. You got Debo, we got BA, you got, we got Trent Williams locked up, we got George locked up, we got Juice locked up. We are ready to go. No Jimmy G, that's cool. No Lakin Tomlinson, that's fine. But we got everyone else in stone. You lose Debo Samuel, I'm sorry. We in trouble. I'm sorry, like I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not saying we'll be in trouble. Kyle Shanahan is that good. And we have enough other players, playmakers, to win some games. But this is not the kind of offseason that helps a 22-year-old quarterback. Losing your right guard is not helping. And not getting another dude, another veteran to come in and compete with, like, say, an Aaron Banks. Who couldn't even beat out Daniel Brunskill for the guard position. Alex Mack is teetering retirement. John Lynch, I for all I care, I thought a month ago John Lynch said he was good to go and he's coming back. I guess not. We're in real trouble if Alex Mack doesn't come back. On the bright side, if Mack does come back, then you bet your ass we better be drafting a center in the draft to get a backup plan. But if we don't, or even if we do, and we draft a center and Mack decides to leave, we're still in crap. Do you know who the hell we're playing next year? We played the AFC West next year. We played the Chargers with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Denver Broncos, and that young star-studded defense, and the Raiders with Chandler Jones and company. And then we play Tampa and our own division. Like, dude, this is not how you set your set up your future. This is not how you help your 22-year-old young quarterback, rook, basically rookie quarterback, who has hardly any experience. I don't know what we're doing this offseason. I don't. I really don't. It has not been a good offseason. I know I haven't really said much, and I've been kind of teetering it and whatever, but like, it's draft time. We don't have a first-round pick, and if we do, that probably means we're getting rid of Debo Samuel. That is not the way that I planned on getting a first-round pick. If we trade Jimmy Garoppolo next week, that was all part of the plan anyways. That has nothing to do with this. But you know what the crazy part is to me that I was thinking about? I know many people will still disagree with me, and I honestly don't even give a crap at this point. If we were to hypothetically trade Debo Samuel, but Jimmy Garoppolo was our quarterback going into next year, I wouldn't be as worried. I wouldn't be as worried. You know why? Because in 2019, or 2017, when he came in, he was throwing to Marquise Goodwin and... Pierre Garçon and Aldrick Robinson and all these guys who are not big name receivers and the Niners offense was unstoppable. And I trust Jimmy Garoppolo with that. Trey Lance, the re- I can't confidently sit here in April and say that that's just wrong of me to say that we'll be fine. I need to see it from Trey Lance. Everyone needs to say it. Do I believe in him? 
Absolutely, I believe in Trey Lance. I liked what I saw in the very, 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 very small sample size I saw of him last year. And you know what? I trust Kyle Shanahan because the same reason why Debo Samuel is due for this big payday is because Kyle Shanahan put him in a position to succeed. Kyle Shanahan, I know for a fact, is going to find a way to put him in a place to succeed. Trey Lance going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. He's young, really young. We have a tough-ass schedule next year. It's going to happen. Kyle Shanahan, I trust. John Lynch in the front office, I'm so sorry. I don't know what in the hell's going on this offseason. We lost a ton of dudes. A ton of dudes. Arden Key. DJ Jones. Kwan Williams. We lost a lot of dudes. Jimmy Garoppolo should be expecting out the door. That's a few other guys. I can't remember off the top of my head. But like, we lost some solid dudes. And now, and now... If we were to if we were to trade Debo Samuel, this would hands down go down as easily the biggest mistake in John Lynch's tenure as the GM. Easy. But even the Niners organization as a whole, I can't remember this 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 would be the one of if not the biggest letdown in years for the San Francisco 49ers organization to let a guy like Debo Samuel slip in year three, year three, he has not even done his rookie contract yet. And we're talking about trading our best player. That is an L that you cannot overcome. Debo Samuel makes this offense go. And like I just mentioned about putting your players in a position to succeed, putting your 22-year-old quarterback in a position to succeed, Debo Samuel... It's quite a decent insurance or safety blanket, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? I need a guy to throw to. I'm gonna go and throw to 19. George Kittle's good. He's definitely a security blanket for sure. So's Brandon Ayuk, honestly. But when you got the three of them on the field at the same time, that's trouble. That's trouble. But Lord have mercy, friends. I don't even know how the hell we even got here. I mean, as long as I've been a Niner fan, I've had to say goodbye to a lot of great players. And they were not easy. Saying goodbye to Frank Gore, that was tough. That was real tough. I know he was in his mid to late 30s anyways, but man, that was tough. Should have never happened. Patrick Willis retiring. That was tough. That was also at the end of his career. Alden Smith is the only Niner that I can remember that was this young where things didn't pan out. But that was totally different. That was off-field issues. Colin Kaepernick, moving on from him. Obviously, we all know how that turned out. Cap looks great. Hopefully, he'll get another shot. Probably won't, but it is what it is. Vernon Davis was traded at the end of his career. That's completely different. He, that was, he, he was washed when we traded him anyways. Justin Smith, Joe Staley, retired. Navar Bowman traded him at the end of his career, retired. Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, whether people like it or not, did some incredible things for this organization. Really, truly, was like was a massive part in this rebuild. He is no longer with the Niners, at least for now. And last but not least, the biggest person that the Niners organization has let go, at least in my lifetime. I know in a lot of people's life, it's going to be letting go of Joe Montana, moving on for him. I know. But in my lifetime, firing Jim Harbaugh. Three NFC championships in a row. Three NFC championships in a row. In a row. 
And then kind of downfalls for an 8-8 eight eight season in 2014. Oh, not the end of the world. And they fired him. That was single-handedly the worst move that this organization has made in the past 10 years. All time, no. There's probably some other mistakes. But this? No. Jim Harbaugh, like, let it go. Good Lord. But I'm not going to lie. Kyle Shanahan... Kyle Shanahan makes me feel comfortable. I like Kyle Shanahan. I I really like Kyle Shanahan and what he's done. He has brought us to two NFC Championship games in the last three years. You know, brought us to a Super Bowl. I get it. Can't get it done. Both games were very, very similar. 10-point leads, fourth quarter, yada, yada, yada. We get all that. But all in all, Kyle Shanahan has put himself up there as one of the best coaches in all of football. Can't complain. So let's wrap this thing up here, shall we? And with Debo, look. If you let a guy like Debo slip out of your hands, like I just say, there's no coming back from that. Like, as a Niner fan, how would I feel if Debo ended up leaving? It would not sit well with me at all, as I'm sure it would not sit well with with a whole lot of us. But it is what it is. I'm still going to sit on Sunday and support my squad. But I know what's going to happen. We're not, like, our offense is going to be good. But not really good. How the hell are we supposed to go up against teams like KC, Denver, Tampa, the Rams twice, the Raiders, the Broncos, like the Dolphins? How the hell are we supposed to to play those teams when we don't have Debo Samuel? And we're still trying to figure out our offensive line. Our offensive line is in limbo with a young, raw quarterback. This is not this is not the kind of offseason I would have projected for a team. That is so close to a Super Bowl. I can taste it. It is so freaking close. They had it last year. And a very, very significant portion of that team was Mr. Debo Samuel. Again, I don't know I don't know what the issue is here. I had to get this out of my chest. I hope I kind of summed it all up here. One, I say he wants top wide receiver money. I don't think he deserves top wide wide receiver money, but he deserves to be paid. Uh, listen, I don't really know how that how that would even work. <laughs> if you're half a running back, half a wide receiver, I have no idea. Like I have never seen it, it is a very very unique situation, which probably put a massive wrench in this contract negotiation in the first place. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about like I know what the hell I'm talking about in terms of contract negotiations and all that and and position money and blah blah blah. But no, I don't think he deserves the money that Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams got because they've been doing it for years. Debo's been doing it for two years. 2020 is a write-off. That wasn't his fault. That was no one's fault. 2020 was a shit show for everyone. But 19 and 21, Debo Samuel deserves to get paid because he's a versatile, elite playmaker. An exceptionally freaking good playmaker for what he does. Because he's versatile, he can do multiple things, whatever the hell you ask him to do, he can do it. The problem is, he doesn't want to do it. That's a situation for the Niners and Debo Samuel, and honestly, for whatever team trades for him. Because do you think Mike LaFleur in the Jets, you know, when he knows what he could do with Debo, wants to be like, eh, we're just going to make you just a receiver? Like, he's too versatile for that. And here's the other crazy part after watching the Niners over the past three, four years. The Niners do screen passes 
all the time. They do jet sweeps and they do screen passes to Debo, to BA, to Kittle all the time. That's the crazy part to me. They do stuff like that all the time. Now with Trey Lance, maybe it might be a little different because that was more of a Jimmy Garoppolo thing because he was limited. Maybe they open it up with Trey Lance. But then again, if they do open it up with Trey Lance, this shouldn't be a discussion. Then bet. Trey Lance is already a dual threat. He could just run the ball himself. And now you add Debo as a wide receiver. There are so many different ways that you could go about this. And again, we don't know all the other stuff going on. So it is what it is. I don't think he deserves top wide receiver money. However, he deserves to get paid within the 25 mil a year range because he is an elite playmaker. Longevity, injuries, I completely agree with Debo. If you're a running back and your receiver, you are giving up a lot. You are sacrificing a lot. I told, If you don't want to do that and you don't want to put that on your body, who the hell am I and anyone else? Who the hell are we to tell you that you shouldn't do that? That's up to Debo. He's got a little son now. You're a dad. That's different. You put it into perspective now. You got a kid to take care of. You want, you want your body to be right. I totally understand that. So who the hell am I and all the, to tell you that you shouldn't do that? Debo should do whatever the hell he feels best to do. But don't get it twisted. You are in this position because you're versatile. You are in this position because Kyle Shanahan puts you in a position to succeed. And last but not least, the style that you play the game of football is physical, it is grueling, and you want to punch your opponent in the mouth. That is not as a running back. That is Debo Samuel in every single thing he does. When Debo Samuel blocks, when Debo Samuel you know, is in, is out in the field making a catch and, and getting those yak and that yards after catch. Debo Samuel is physical in whatever he does. So yes, if you don't want to be a running back and whatever, but don't get it twisted. You, you, you play like a running back. That's wide receiver. People were talking about that, about Debo Samuel before Shanahan even put him as a running back against, against the Rams in week 10. People were talking about it like Debo Samuel, the way that he plays is like a running back, but he's a wide receiver. People were saying that before this, before he even was half a running back. That's my last point. Make it make sense. I don't know what makes sense. There's got to be some some other external factor out there that is causing this rift. And yes, it very well might just be the contract negotiations of, are you a running back or a wide receiver? And that is messy. I'm not even going to lie. That is super freaking messy. But it is what it is. I'm going to just leave it at this. I hope for the best. I hope this whole situation just doesn't blow over anymore. They work it out. Debo is back. Comes to training camp. Don't even come to training camp. I don't even care, but come to training camp. Because if you don't, then you're then you're not healthy and you're not in shape and blah, blah, blah. No. Get your ass to training camp. Figure it out. Get your money. Because he... Don't get... Like I said, I don't think he deserves top, top receiver like Devontae and Tyreek. Debo Samuel deserves to get paid. Pay the freaking man for the elite playmaker and the elite star-studded playmaker that he is pay the man pay him get his ass in training camp and let's just keep this thing rolling because the 49ers have two good and two talented and a young talented team to try and ruin that right now and then john lynch you got to go and take care of 97 That'll do it from this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. I needed to get that out the way. I'm sure a lot of us have needed to get our thoughts and opinions on the situation out the way. Um, 
But next week, focus on the NFL draft, and we'll go from there. Um, and of course, don't forget to give the 49 away a follow on Instagram, Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. We will definitely get to posting a little bit more um, as the offseason goes on. But that'll do it. Draft next week. Schedule coming out in a few weeks in May. We'll get you all set for all of that and more. Have you Hope everyone has a great week, and we will see you all to preview the draft next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep a lot. We got a lot more off-season content coming your way. And don't forget to give the 49 Away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis.